Welcome into another episode of Mic'd Up with Mellow and Big Country, brought to you by Mid-America RV. Why work from home when your office could be in Yellowstone? 2022 will be the year to rediscover the outdoors. Mid-America RV is your gateway to adventure with their diverse selection of travel trailers, fifth wheels, teardrops, and toy haulers. They have the right size RV for any vehicle, all covered by their exclusive RV warranty forever. Game days, remote work, getaways, and family vacations are all better in an RV from Mid-America RV. Experience travel like you never have before. Find out more at midamericarv.com. Welcome to the show. A lot to get to today. Very exciting. Playoff football here. Winner goes to the Super Bowl. I'm very excited about this Bengals-Chiefs game. A little bit of a rematch. We're going to cover that today. Uh, We're going to get into a lot of prop bets because there are some good ones out there that I found on the line. And also last night we had the NBA All-Star rosters announced with a couple surprises. But I do want to start the show with a special shout-out because very clearly Joey Molinaro has been listening to this podcast. He had a video come out yesterday that was specifically us two guys talking was the title of it one guy was talking about like his ex-wife it is it is us so thank you joey i know you're listening i mean that was kind of the other thing to it that is the first time i heard i was like that's like that's not even us like our podcast doesn't like that and as he kept going i was like oh shit Uh, (laughs) oh no the ex-wife comment really solidified i was like yep nailed it that one put it over the top yeah (laughs) that one did that that's on me that's my bad got a better lawyer than me (laughs) right spatula though (laughs) yeah i still got the tv still working got my alarm clock huh where is that tv my bedroom (laughs) Good God. It's like a 55-inch TV. Dude, I don't know how you illuminates the room. <laughs> yeah, it does. Uh, the appropriate amount of lighting for all situations. Ooh. If you catch my drift. Just put a little, uh, do the Netflix fireplace on there. <laughs> right. It really sets the mood. Yeah, a little crackling in the background. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, again, thanks to Joey for pretty much just giving us a lot of attention. Yeah, I mean, it's helped out a lot. So we are a very stereotypical podcast. Two white guys <laughs> sitting around talking. Yep. That's us. Um, and also, uh, a lot to, a lot of football to get to, but I did want to talk about this one too uh, because it was Bet MGM put it out last night, and it was the NFL Mount Rushmore. And I put mine out there, but I did want to hear yours too because we are close enough in age, but we are – Sometimes very far apart in age. Yeah, to- I mean it's it's going to be hard because like I you know you know the legends of the sport and you know the guys that have kind of helped create the NFL into what it is today and reach that magnitude of attention and popularity and just the Super Bowl performances and so it's like you kind of get those but at the same time it's like well you know there's guys that I've watched in my day and age that are just phenomenal and that you know think should be on there but at the same time it's hard. So if I had to do it out of the four, I mean, you definitely have Joe Montana and Tom Brady. I think that's like bam, bam, one, two, two of the greatest quarterbacks to play the sport. People might be like, what about Peyton Manning? I'm like, well, you know, Peyton Manning was great, but the Super Bowls aren't up there with those guys. And then I think you got to go defensive player and the guy that just really transitioned the whole sport of the defense in terms of the NFL and the defensive end was Lawrence Taylor. So he's got to be on there. And then the next one is like, do you want to go receiver? Do you want to go running back? Do you just kind of want to get crazy, throw a tight end in there? It's hard. You know, like, oh, do I want to throw a Patrick Mahomes or Travis Kelsey? And be like, 
these guys, but you're you're not going to. So <laughs> I would hope not. <laughs> yeah. So I honestly though I think if I would have to do it, I would probably throw it make it a running back, and it kind of stinks because you'd want to put a receiver up there, but I don't want to put Jerry Rice on there, so it'd probably be like a Barry Sanders or a Walter Payton. Interesting. I actually I went with uh, Tom Brady, Jerry Rice, Lawrence Taylor, and Ed Reed, Ooh. and I picked guys that I'd seen play. Lawrence yeah. Taylor is was a little bit like very early for me. But I can remember – I don't remember, like, sitting down and watching games. And be like, oh, Lawrence Taylor's, Taylor's playing. But I remember, like, people talking about him and being Tell like, Tell the oh. truth. Friday, as a kid growing up playing football, I played defensive end. And I was like, who's the best defensive end? Lawrence Taylor. I used to watch his game tape as a kid and be like, I'm, I'm I don't think Lawrence that's anything Taylor. to be, like, embarrassed by. <laughs> no, but it's just I don't think I've ever told anybody that. Oh. I'd go to my grandparents and just look. They'd be like, what are you doing? I'd be like, watching Lawrence Taylor play defensive end. Did you do that on YouTube? Um, I think so. Because I don't, I mean, I think it was like right at the beginning of YouTube. I don't know yeah. a world without YouTube. So I don't know how right. people were watching videos beforehand without it, to be honest. You had a TV guide, which was a book. Do you, do you remember TV guide as a book, not a channel? I remember the newspaper coming in the mail and be yeah. like, what's on this week? Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, that was God. That was a crazy time. I know, but like, let's like you search the internet for videos. I mean, where were they? What they weren't on a YouTube. Was there anything before that, uh, not or was it just own. like internet YouTube? I don't remember. Yeah, it, the only videos I was watching on the internet before YouTube, I had to download off the internet and then wait eight hours and watch it later when no one else was awake. <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah. Luckily, I never went through that. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, whatever. Yeah. We'll talk about that later. Uh, but my my four that I said, uh, I did not even think of Joe Montana. Really? Yeah. Like, you said his name, and I was like, oh, shit. Like, yeah, I probably should have at least <laughs> given him some consideration to my list, but I did not. I His name did not even cross my mind at all, which is crazy because – you know, not too many years ago, he was he was the goat, and like, oh, he's the greatest quarterback mm-hmm. of all time. Not anymore, and it's a he's a distant two at best. There's no one A one B with Joe Montana and Tom Brady anymore. Yeah, you have to have Tom Brady on there, one hundred percent. And here's the other thing: like, what other receiver would you argue on the list outside of Jerry Rice? Uh, somebody was in my mentions and said uh, Randy Moss. Oh, duh. Yeah, I, but, I think that's, but still, that's another one of those deals where like, I didn't even consider him. Same for me. It, I only knew it, really, because a lot of people think that Randy Moss is right there with Jerry Rice. I think that's one of those generational things where you probably didn't see Jerry Rice play if you think Randy Moss is up there. Yeah. And like, I don't care how fast the guy runs, how tall he is, or anything like that. It's about production on the field. Mm-hmm. That's why like Tom Brady, not the most athletic quarterback. He's the greatest quarterback of all time. Jerry Rice, like, look at his numbers and compare them to any of those receivers. It's almost I still, untouchable. I still don't understand how he did it. Right. Like, in an era the where they and, ran the ball. And you look at it, too, with, like, you know, the best receivers in today's game, and they're not even getting close to that. Like, Cooper Cup did this year, and it's like, now do that every single year for another 10 years. <laughs> right, yeah. Now finish almost every year of your career with, like, 90 to 100 catches. <laughs> yeah. Like, even in this era – of throwing the football. It's in an extra game. Like, I don't know if anybody's going to come close to Jerry Rice's records. And that's why I did put him in there. 
And I used to think before Tom Brady in the pre-Tom Brady era that Jerry Rice was the greatest football player of all time. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was there with Montana, obviously, but I just thought that his numbers, uh, the Super Bowls, and the performances that he had in the Super Bowl were phenomenal. So he was always, like, number one for me. Yeah. I mean, I remember playing – do you remember that ESPN football game? It was like 2K3 was the last one Terrell Owens was on the yes. cover. Did you ever play that? No, I don't think so. So, well, they had that game mode where you could, like – uh, would you like be the player, but like you would look through their helmet on the screen, and I thought <laughs> yeah. it was the coolest thing in the freaking world. So that stuff I used makes to play me that dizzy. game mode, and then they would have like relive like the greatest moment. So I relived the 49ers Bengals Super Bowl like twenty thousand times because I just loved that game mode, and I would just zip it to. Uh, excuse me, uh, what in the world am I doing? Uh, Jerry Rice right down the middle. I was thinking Randy Moss. I just Jerry Rice just yeah. slipped my mind for a second. I like I like Randy Moss. I, when he came, I mean, he went to Marshall for crying out loud. That's yeah. my first name. So I was like, yeah, that's dope. Like, <laughs> and then what he was able to do in college football, he was phenomenal. But I don't think that he belongs in the conversation with Jerry Rice. I think that he is a solid two. And then there's a big gap between him and the next guy. It. But it's it's okay to be the number two overall yeah. guy at a position. That's that's not disrespectful to say. I'm sure that people are going to listen to this and be like, "Oh, Melo hates Randy Moss, or you don't respect him." No, he's great. I'm just old enough to remember Jerry Rice, and that nobody could fucking stop him. And then Lawrence Taylor, like I said, I wasn't really old enough to watch him play. But I mean, people were talking about Lawrence Taylor. Still, I mean, forever, one of the greatest defensive players ever. Mm-hmm. And then my fourth pick with Ed Reed. I just love the shit out of Ed Reed. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's a really good pick. I mean, that's another thing, too, is like what other safeties would you put on the list? Because Charlie Woodson, corner, you know, corner safety kind of combo. Yeah. People Somebody said Dion. Lott, you know, uh, Dion. So they liked my list, Dude, but they put Dion. Here's in my question. Was Dion as great, like, playing, or did he just get the hype because he was a media personality? So that's yeah, that's kind of my thing with like uh, like was Dion really that great of a defensive back to where he was just like you legitimately feared him? And this is a serious question. I don't want to come off as like super naive, but like when you hear about Dion, it's like okay, the Falcons, the Cowboys, the Forty ers with all these different NFC teams, you know, he had all these stories and this impressive athlete. Yep. But like when he actually played, was it like holy shit? There's Dion, or was it like I just like that guy because you know he's on TV. The right. media loves I think him. that he is he's like the Johnny Cash of corners. He was really good. He gets a little bit overrated because he was always on TV and he was always in okay. the limelight. So I but still very good. I think he he's the greatest shutdown corner in the NFL. A lot of people disagree with that take. A lot of people agree with it too. Yeah. Split kind of fifty fifty. But I do think that he gets a little bit overrated because of everybody knows him. Yeah, that's uh, that's my Nirvana take on Deion Sanders. But Ed Reed was just—I don't even know if he's one of the greatest football players of all time. I don't know if he really should be on the Mount Rushmore. But I loved him in Miami, and I don't think that he gets enough credit for that Ravens defense and how well they played. Yeah, everyone gives it to Ray Lewis. Pretty everyone, much. which Ray Lewis could probably be on the list too. It's also tough to do. You should almost have to do an offense and a defense. Yeah, but I mean, even in defense, like, would you put Ray Lewis on there? Because, I mean, if we want to go people that I watched, I remember watching Ray Lewis. I also remember watching Luke Keekley. Yeah. And it was like, and the dudes were everywhere. It was awesome. But, like, watching Luke play was like, 
damn. Yeah. I feel yeah. like that was the first time I saw a linebacker make a difference in a football game, like, every single week. Yeah, and for me, I, I, do, I would put Ray Lewis up there. Just because of the matchups that he used to have with Peyton Manning, of like, oh, you just audibled to that, I'm changing my defense. <laughs> and then Peyton would, like, audible to something different. He'd be like, fuck that, we're going back to our regular defense. <laughs> and so I did. I really liked Ray Lewis. He, I think he's also another guy, though, that he gets a lot of attention because he was always in the media. He was always doing Those the interviews. motivational speeches. Hey, I know they don't hate for some people. That year that oh, he yeah. – uh, like when they do like the highlight going into the game and they had his speech standing in the locker room. I think it was his last year that he retired. I would turn on Madden just to hear that speech, turn it off and turn it back on, and then go play my football game. <laughs> Nearest brick wall. Where are you at? Yeah. <laughs> a lot of his Already stuff, broke the window. Can't do it again. Uh, you can find it on YouTube, too, a lot of his motivational speeches. You can find everything on YouTube. That was a dumb old man statement of me. But uh, I've, YouTube, I've watched a lot you find of the videos. You get like eight-minute videos of just – Ray Lewis and yeah. Ed Reed doing pregame speeches. And sometimes, man, that just – that's the difference. And I'll sit there and be like, man, I think I might work out today, but, like, we'll do it tomorrow. And I forget. <laughs> it's already <laughs> like, 5 o'clock. Don't do it I tomorrow. got to get some dinner. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, let's get to these games, though. This weekend we're going to preview these games. Uh, I am very excited for this rematch, just not even as a Chiefs fan, but just as a football fan to watch this game, Joe Burrow versus Patrick Mahomes. I think that is – Probably not going to be the rivalry that shines brighter than Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. But I think it has the possibility to become another rivalry. And obviously, Bengals kicked the shit out of the Chiefs last game. <laughs> the Week 17, it was not that long ago. Big difference is that this game is in Kansas City. So I do think that we're going to get a close game. I don't think it's going to be an ass-kicking either way. I, I think we get a close game. So I'm actually kind of the opposite. I think this is a game where Kansas City, I mean, believe it or not, you know, Chiefs bias here or whatever, but I, I think Kansas City comes into this game more focused in the sense of they're not going to shoot themselves in the foot with penalties. I mean, there were so many times that last matchup against Cincinnati where I think it was four, there were four or six turnovers that led to Cincinnati to continue a drive due to a penalty by the Kansas City Chiefs defense. And then, you know, the goal line stand that they almost had and then the holding penalty and then the blown coverage that, you know, <laughs> once again, Daniel Sorensen lets go. And it's kind of one of those situations where you sit here and you look at it and go, Kansas City really just lost that game more than Cincinnati won it. Some people might hear that and be like, well, what is that? Like, that doesn't make any sense. Did it, Cincinnati played great. But I need Kansas to correct myself, too. It was a close game. Jamar Chase kicked the shit out of the Chiefs. It yes. was a close game. but It was, but it almost wasn't. And no, I agree. Like, the second half is... Like, they kicked the game-winning field goal, but they should have just scored the touchdown. Like, honestly, they, well, I guess they really couldn't. <laughs> they tried. They couldn't. But it's <laughs> Held like, the ball for two minutes. At the yeah, I know. One. Like, you look at it, and you see the score, but then, like, when you look back on the game, though, it feels like it was way out of hand the more it was close. But at the same yeah. time, I'm rolling into this week with Kansas City facing Cincinnati... <laughs> with more confidence than I did against Buffalo. I did not see the spread on this game. I don't like to... I think it's seven and a half. I don't like to look at the spread because I feel like it can change my opinion sometimes. So I don't like to look at the spread until we That's start That's why I haven't looked at it yet. It's seven. I Seven points. Yep. That's a hefty spread. So I, th I think I saw it at seven and a half on like Monday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, I did find a little stat doing some research this morning. Uh, the, the Chiefs have covered seven of their last eight games against teams with a winning record. It's yes, sir. A little obscure, but usually when we talk about the Chiefs, it's, oh, they never cover. 
That they, was terrible against the spread. That was regular season Kansas. Yeah, <laughs> this is. But I, no, I mean their last couple games though they have they have been good against the spread, which has been nice. And I feel like you know how I do. If you follow along to print, and I shouldn't say everything I do, but if you've been listening to the show, you know I do. You know a preview of the game on Facebook, and sometimes I'll share it to Twitter, and then I predict big the score. Facebook guy. I mean, there's just so many people from back home that want to interact and Your talk. Grandmas. And so kind of open that up. Exactly. Grandmas, uncles, Aunts, uncles, cousins. Grandpas. Yeah, so it's a lot of fun. The whole you get Facebook to... audience. Yeah, 100%. They're all right there for me. And so I feel like I've been really close on predicting the score the last couple weeks with that. And when I look at this against Cincinnati, I'm going to be honest, I have no idea. I don't know what this game – I mean, this can turn into a back-and-forth battle like we saw the last oh, week. Oh, I hope so. Or we can see Kansas City play like they did against Buffalo, which was their A game. No penalties that really shot them in the foot. No turnovers. And they could just blow them out of the water. Because you look at Cincinnati and it's – I mean, they're going to do the same. They're going to do what Cincinnati does, and that's great. And it's worked out for them. But we also need to Bengals realize – going to bangle. Exactly. But <laughs> they almost lost to the Raiders. They almost lost to Tennessee. And you look at Kansas City and it's like, they've had some tough matchups. You know, that one against Buffalo, that was a hard-fought game. The one against Pittsburgh – that was a fun game to kind of get yourselves rolling, but like they really buckled down against Buffalo, and I, I, I'm assuming they're not going to. I don't think. I don't fear them overlooking Cincinnati because it's an AFC Championship game, but I felt like the game last week carried more importance than this one does. Yeah, and my thing with the Bengals is they are a very good offense, but like you said, I, their offense is kind of getting overrated because they are they're very good, but they're very young. They only scored 19 points against the Titans. Yeah. Joe Burrow got sacked nine times. So when I'm watching, you know, doing this whole preview, can the Bengals score with the Kansas City Chiefs? I know they did it before. Uh, so for our non-Chief fans, though, but that was in Cincinnati. Yeah. So I do question if that offense can get it done. But I, I really question, at the same time, I'll contradict myself, can the Chiefs stop Jamar Chase? And I if they do, week- is... Um, Higgins going to go off because that's what happened with Buffalo. Like, oh, Stephon Diggs, shut him down. Yeah, Gabe Davis had four touchdowns, though. <laughs> and T. Higgins, much better receiver than Gabe Davis. That's a 100%. compliment to T. Higgins, not a diss to Gabe Davis. Yeah. Um, that is that is the worry. I do think, and I know Cincinnati's really expecting it, Chiefs are going to go cover two a lot this game. Like, they're going to keep those outside throws away. My only concern is, is this now open up the middle of the field for their tight end? Where that dude just gets to eat. Or does Kansas City have two good safeties to go cover to? Well, if Want Thornhill will just decide to fucking cover the 80-yard bomb instead of the underneath post route, we don't have right. to worry about it. But, but. You can attack one of them. Like, Honey Badger should be back healthy. He's been he's practicing this week, yeah. So the other safety is going to be Dan Sorensen or Thornhill. And both of them blow coverage all the time. All the time. So, like, yeah, it's a good idea to be like, yeah, we'll just go cover two. Like, but <laughs> here's the thing: I think you just put Juan Thornhill and Honey Badger back there, and you just let someone else play freaking that. You know, Honey Badger nickel yeah. corner like Sneed. Like you need mm-hmm. you need Honey Badger in the backfield. You I did need see him some, running um, back there. Someone writing a preview for the game that I was reading that said that to expect a lot of Jamar Chase in the slot. Which I think would be cool because I want to see that matchup of Sneed versus Chase. Mm-hmm. Like it, it might be beneficial for the Bengals to put Chase in the slot, but it's also kind of beneficial for the Chiefs because that's their best corner. Mm-hmm. Put him in the slot, see that matchup. But again, we're going to talk about those prop bets later. I think T. Higgins is going to go off. I, I probably not to the level that we saw Gabriel Davis, 
but I, I think he's going to go a hundred touch, a hundred yards <laughs> and uh, maybe a, a touchdown or two. Really? I, that's kind of conservative. You, so you think they're going, we, we <laughs> screwed up garden chase last time. Let's overprotect he now. He will not just, beat us. <laughs> yeah. And now it's just going to be Higgins someone else like, might forgot about me. <laughs> yeah. But he, what did he go for? Like two sixty six and three touchdowns. Yeah. He had more receiving yards than Mahomes did passing. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Again, though, this is the playoffs. It's in Arrowhead. I am going to take the Chiefs to win. The seven points, I, I'm going to take the Bengals to cover. I think this is a close game. Uh, but I, I do think that it is a game that maybe is not as close as the score. Uh, I think that the Chiefs could probably do a Bengals and run out the clock to end this game. Or, you know, they're just never really right there in it. Even when they get close, Burrow throws a touchdown. Mahomes with the answer. I think it's going to be a close game. I hope it's a close game, honestly. That's just exciting to see. But I, I do think the Chiefs are just playing too well right now. I think this is going to be one of those games where starting out it's close, and the Kansas City is going to find the rhythm. They're going to figure out what Cincinnati's doing, and then they're just going to smoke them. But yeah. I think by the time this game ends, I wouldn't be surprised if it's a 14-point blowout in terms of Kansas City's like, we figured it out. We got after Joe Burrow. We slowed down their offense. Our defense was stellar. And like that's another thing with Kansas City too is like they've figured out their personnel. And you know, we say that after Gabriel Davis has four touchdowns, but it feels like they were able to get to Josh Allen. He's just so fucking elusive and quick that they couldn't get the sacks. But I mean it felt like they were just there time and time again. And Joe Burrow, this offensive line, offensive line's not very good. He got sacked nine times last week. Mm-hmm. Kansas City's coming for that. And I think Melvin Chris, Ingram. Exactly. Stellar. I don't Everyone's know if like, I ever resign him, it. resign him. I don't know if you resign him, but like it's kind of nice. When they brought him in, I thought like yeah, it, does, it doesn't matter. I, I did not think that he was going to be impactful at all. He's been phenomenal. Now I get him and Nick Bolton mixed up because it's like there's a four yeah. and Dreads is uh-huh. a two or five. Doesn't yeah. matter. They're both fucking there. Yeah, it, it is still weird to see a twenty four coming off the edge. It really is. I would like for them to bring him back though. Bye I bye Frank it. Clark. I just don't know if they will. Yeah, I don't know. And with the way that he's played. He might be able to go get another big contract. I know I mean, he's a seriously. veteran, but I think that he might be able to you know, convince the team to, hey, give me a two-year deal, or I don't know if Kansas City would want yeah. to do that. And it's kind of worked out for him and Frank, honestly, because Frank can just kind of hold the edge on one side and just let Melvin Ingram eat from the other. And so it's just, you know, they're either going to run away from me into you or they're going to run away from you into me. Yeah. Oh, by the way, there's Chris Jones. Could be a yeah. rough day for old Joey B. I mean, we just saw the picture of him in a Chiefs helmet. When that game ends, <laughs> that picture is going to be making a trash on Twitter again. Yeah, I think it was his own father that put it It was. <laughs> Cute picture, but it's like, Dad, come on. <laughs> yeah, we'll see what happens with that one, though. Uh, next game, also very exciting. The NFC West makes it to the conference championship game. The 49ers visiting the Rams in L.A. However, the 49ers packed that stadium last time. And it did not feel like a home game for the Rams. It felt like, at best, a neutral site game. So I, I do wonder what's going to happen there. Uh, I know that a lot of 49er fans were trying to buy tickets, and they were kind of blocked from doing so. Mm-hmm. Um, which, yeah, that's what you should do if you're the home team. Don't sell your tickets to away teams. I'm surprised they don't do, like, a what team, like, like a location. Like, where are you coming from? And like, who's your favorite team in the app? So when you go to buy tickets... They already know, and you can't just be like, ah, oh, just kidding, I want to switch my team. Yeah. And I'm also surprised they don't just put that fan base in a certain corner. Like, right. You guys sit. They do that here. in college football all the I time. I know. Like, like here's your designated area. Done that. 
Yeah. Like, could no. you imagine if Buffalo would have just had like an upper bowl section? Like, like where Jordan Love's family was sitting? Yeah. <laughs> like, yep, you're way up there. Sorry, those are your only tickets that you have. Uh, but in this game, the 49ers have won six straight games against the Rams. That is a ridiculous number considering how good the Rams have been. Yes. It, everything in my brain says like, oh, pick the Rams. The Rams are great. But then you look at that little stat and the fact that Kyle Shanahan has owned McVeigh. Mm-hmm. I think I have to pick the 49ers. I like the Rams. I like their roster. Love Cooper Cup. The little ESPN matchup predictor, 60% for the Rams. Yeah. The spread in this game, minus three and a half for the Rams. But I think the 49ers are going to win. They shouldn't. Jimmy G is terrible. Uh, despite them winning games, he's still a bad quarterback, in my opinion. But I, I think that they they win. I mean, I was just getting to say, and it just came across from our guy Duffy, it's hard to beat a team three times in one year. I mean, yeah. and that's kind of where the I fact that the 49ers have done it six straight times. <laughs> so they they easily done it two times a year. It is difficult to beat a team three times in a year. I am Unless picking. you're just that significantly better than that team. <laughs> If the 49ers beat the Rams, like you really have to kind of look at your – like if you're Rams, you have to reevaluate yourself. It's like what are we doing against this team that we are yeah. not successful with? Because it's a direct division rival. It's yes. not like, man, this team from the NFC North, we just can't get by them. You almost have to have a conversation conversation with Sean McVay and say, hey, what's going on? <laughs> Seven straight losses to Kyle Shanahan? Let's, we got to figure this out because that is just not working. Clearly, he's not going to get fired. But if he loses seven straight, Kyle Shanahan is his father. <laughs> he, Kyle Shanahan Jr. is the head coach of the Los Angeles Rams if they win. And I do. You just I have to combine the teams. We're just the California Niners. Yeah. The Los Angeles Rams are gone. Yeah. Change your color. I hope these two have like some kind of a side bet. The coaches? Yeah. I don't know if you know this or not, but in 2013, Kyle Shanahan and Sean McVay both were. Uh, coaches with the Washington football team. What year? 2013. Huh. Yep. I'm surprised we haven't seen that graphic floating I know. Over. You would think that it would be all over social media. They're just not, you know, LeFleur's out, so it's like, eh, I can't talk about it anymore. Right. Uh, it's not as cool when it's a do-over. Yeah. It's a trio. <laughs> uh, but I am, I'm going with the 49ers in this game. Uh, I will be rooting for the Rams. I think the 49ers will win. I hate to do this to our guy, Matt, but I'm actually going to take the Rams. I think the Rams... Have things kind of figured out. The last matchup was close, kind of a heartbreaker. But at the same time, like, how many close games is Jimmy Garoppolo going to get away with this season? Like, I, they right. won 10 games this year, but at the same time, it didn't feel like it. And, like, when you look at Jimmy G, they're finding ways to win. That's great. You'd love to see it if you're a 49ers fan. But at the same time, you're just waiting for it to end so you can start being excited for Trey Lance. I feel like it's just, like, you're getting teased so much where it's like, we want Trey Lance. We want Trey Lance. It's like Jimmy G's like, I'm still here. We're still winning. We're still in the playoffs. We're a game away from the Super Bowl. And it's just like, ah. Eh. I'm Trey waiting Lance for, is cool. for him to screw up. Like, he hasn't had bad moments in no. the playoffs yet. And, like, that's the thing, though, is, like, you get in these third-down situations. That's what everyone talks about. Like, what's the difference between a winning quarterback and a losing quarterback or a quarterback that could be successful in the playoffs? It all comes down to third down. Can you convert third down? And when you look at the Niners play this, you know, the end of the regular season, end of the postseason, they get in these third and sevens and third and eights or third and thirteens. 
And who comes through? Jimmy Garoppolo zipping the ball all over the field, stepping up into the pocket, making the right throw, the right read. He's even gone deep a couple times. And it's just, if you're L.A., it's like, why can't we get home to this guy? I don't know either. It doesn't make any sense. But I think this week's a little different. This matchup, Matthew Stafford is a game away from the Super Bowl. He's loving life. We saw the excitement last week when they beat Tampa. That was a close game as well. So I'm fully expecting this one to be super close. But I think L.A. comes away with a a victory here. They probably win by seven. I'm going to say a late game interception by Jimmy Garoppolo that seals it for the Rams. And then we see the Super Bowl matchup that we didn't get three years ago, Chiefs-Rams. And this is something that I think is going to be very difficult for us. A friend of ours, Jared Brown, is a 49ers fan, one of the 49er fans that I love. Mm -hmm. He put it out there on Twitter and predicted it. Chiefs 49ers Super Bowl. But the 49ers win, and we go back to pre-2020. No more pandemic. Everything's fine. The world resets. We're all back to normal. That's very optimistic of him. <laughs> it's also like, do I, I, I can't root for COVID, but that's kind of what I have to do. If I'm <laughs> yeah, oh, you had to fan. throw COVID. You had to play the COVID card? Yeah, I, I guess we're going COVID. Can't argue keep that. testing negative. Or here's the thing, Kansas City 49ers matchup. Kansas City wins the Super Bowl again, and then we appropriately get to celebrate for years. Chiefs fans, instead of being like, one Super Bowl, it's cold, parade kind of froze our ass off. Now that it's warm, we're locked in our homes. Can't go out and celebrate it. Kansas City will not allow that. And I don't, I mean the actual city. It is never nice there. <laughs> That's my take on <laughs> like Kansas Like terms of weather? <laughs> yeah, I like Kansas City, but it is either incredibly cold, incredibly hot, or like windy and rainy. It, I don't know that I've ever been in Kansas City, and it have just been like 75 and nice. So when it is that way, everyone's out and about. Right? It is everyone's such a like, weird Let's city. go. Because it, 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 the weather there is ridiculous. Yeah. It is every Midwestern meme about <laughs> weather. Like, oh, yeah, if it weren't for the wind, yep, you're right. But it's incredibly cold. And wind. then in the mix of that, it's like, Going to Joe's for lunch. (laughs) Right. That's people lined up outside. Uh, Let's uh, mention some of our great sponsors here with the show. Our our first one, Miners and Monroe. Go visit them at minersandmonroe.com. Use the code MikedUp10. Great selection of items that they have in there. So much more than just clothes. Again, that's minersandmonroe.com. Use the code MikedUp10. Save yourself 10% off at checkout. Yeah, next up is going to be Gunspot. Make sure you visit them at Gunspot.com for all your gun and ammo needs, accessories for your guns, no reserved auctions every single week, no hidden fees when you go to check out, just the price of the item that you're purchasing, excuse me, and the tax that is there with it. Outside of that, fantastic site. A lot of cool stuff. Go check it out, Gunspot.com. Also, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when danger will arise, so make sure you put yourself and your family in a position Put yourself in a position to protect you and your family from any danger. Gunspot.com. Hey, how are you feeling today? Uh, little Tell the Truth Friday? <laughs> Pretty fucking rough. <laughs> a little rough. Uh, <laughs> not anything COVID-related or no, 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 no. flu or cough-related. Those little, damn uh, Thirsty Thursdays will get you. Everyone's like, let's do shots. Let's do shots. And I'm like, how about rock, paper, scissors for who buys it? <laughs> Which is a fantastic game. It is a lot of fun when you're winning. (laughs) Until you realize that, yeah, you are taking a shot. I am not the Patrick Mahomes of rock, paper, scissors. So what it has turned into for the people is that one of the bars that we go to, you will do rock, paper, scissors with the owner of the bar. If you win, you get a shot. You don't have to. 
if you win, your group gets a shot. You don't have to <laughs> yeah. pay for it. However, if you lose, you buy shots for the group. Yep. It it puts a lot of risk behind it because I mean, have what was that, it four or five people we were doing this with? Yeah, and when you have that naive cockiness like me, it's like double right. or nothing. Fuck it, triple or nothing. It's like <laughs> you lose, you're paying for six shots, and three of them are back to back to back, and you're like, God damn it! And sometimes it's dealer's choice on that. And shot. here's the other thing: it's cold outside. I'm walking home with my teeth chattering. Right, and we just can't get away from it. It's betting it happens everywhere, <laughs> even in Missouri, where they're like, Nope, you can't do it. Watch me. Bullshit. Watch me do it. A lot of cool prop bets in this game, too. Uh, one that I was looking at, I never bet, like, uh, first half over-unders. I don't know why. Like, my brain just doesn't go there. But the over-under for the first half is 27-and-a-half for the Bengals-Chiefs game. I'm feeling pretty good about that over. 27-and-a-half? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, here's going to be the thing, because you look at Kansas City and they get those second-quarter explosions. Right. Or they can roll into halftime with a score ten to three, and you're like, "What the fuck's going on in this game?" And they come into the third quarter, and everything just blows up for both teams. I'm gonna say first half scores like fourteen seventeen. You think it's that close in the first half? Yeah, I I think this is gonna be a very high scoring game. This could just me be me wanting that to happen, trying to manifest this, but I think both these teams can score. A lot of points. And I've, I've not been very impressed by the Chiefs' defense. And if Joe Burrow can stay fairly clean, like even in the clip we were talking about yesterday, he got his ass rocked on a screen pass. <laughs> but it went for like a 70-yard touchdown. Chiefs pretty susceptible to that. So you know, I, I do think we're going to see points. That clip reminds me of the one with Phillip Rivers where he, uh, yeah. he gets knocked down and he's like, 70-yard touchdown, 70 yards just cracks me up. That's immediately what I thought when I see that of Joe Burrow. This game, though, it is interesting to see what that first half score will be. And I do wonder if Kansas City tries to run the ball a little bit more this game because Cincinnati is averaging, or excuse me, allowing 121 rushing yards a game. I you thought Clyde Edwards Lair looked pretty good last week. He Limited did. touches, but he had a lot of bursts. Even like his first big run. I know. I forgot who he was. I was like, who the hell is that? Is that Gore? That's who I thought it was. The like third, fourth string running yeah. back. But no, it was Clyde Edwards. And it's crazy how he like disappears for a second, and then he pops out, and he's like, "Here I am. Now I'm gone. Here I am again, twenty yards down." Yeah, and you're like, "What the? Oh, fuck, just dude? took a big hit. I'm going to be out for four weeks." <laughs> yeah, collarbone again. Shit. <laughs> and you can even find a prop bet too. Uh, I was looking on Fanduel. Joe Mixon, Jarek McKinnon, or Sony Michelle, any of them to have 100 yards. I I don't know if we do. I mean, last week looking at it, we you mentioned it. Patrick Mahomes led the league in rushing with mm-hmm. like 69 yards. I don't know that we're going to see any of those running backs go off. Like even the Chiefs, I like the way McKinnon's been playing. Mixon is very good. I think both these coaches are going to kind of panic and rely on their quarterbacks. Oh, yeah. And then with Sony Michelle, Cam Akers has been playing very well too. So I don't know that – I don't think we see a 100-yard rushing. I mean, and that's the other thing with Cam Akers is how in the hell did this guy come back so healthy? Oh, I know. We didn't really talk about that. This motherfucker tore his Achilles tendon. Yeah. This calendar year. Well, not anymore. Yeah. This season. And he's back. How? How? The advancements in medicine and technology. 
It'd be Phenomenal. crazy that we wouldn't want to listen to it. <laughs> right? Like, even just like two years I mean, ago. That right there just solidifies it. This motherfucker tore his Achilles. Yeah. Achilles. And we're just like, oh, we're worried about this vaccine? Fuck off. I'll do my own research <laughs> yeah. on the Achilles. What, what vaccines do you got for that Achilles? Because that's, that's amazing. I've got some ideas. One involves a cheetah, so it'll happen. But even like just a couple of years ago, an Achilles tear was a career ender. Yeah. Like even back to like Kevin Durant when he did it, it was like, oh, he's he's done for. Nope. He's an NBA all-star. <laughs> like he's still dominating the league. It's like we have to change the way that we think about ACLs and uh, Achilles tendons. I mean, is there any injury that can keep you out now? And I'm not saying like, oh, here's another one that pops up out of nowhere. But like, like Alex Smith, his leg was just mangled and almost tore off his body. Comes back. back. Dak Prescott. Yeah. Peyton Manning and his neck. It's like, yeah, nope, you'll be fine, actually. See, that one was kind of dumb. Like, I feel like if I got a neck injury, I'm like, nah. <laughs> yeah. One I'm good done. hit, and you're not going to walk for the rest of your life. <laughs> yeah. But that's football. Even if you walk in completely healthy, you one good all hit. all the neck workouts. Yeah. Like Ryan Shazier, I don't think he had any pre-existing injuries. Yeah. He made the hit, and then, boom, couldn't walk. Thank God he's made a great recovery, though. You just had a little John Madden boom there. Boom. Is because I rewatched the the thing yesterday. But other prop bets, uh, this one I think is a hit. Mahomes, Burrow, and Stafford combined for nine touchdowns. That's a lot of touchdowns. But I I kind of like the odds on that one. I wouldn't be surprised if Mahomes walks out with five, dude. Right, and then Burrow adds two or three. One. Sure, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> You're supposed to be the Burrow guy. <laughs> yeah, not and then week. Stafford, I, I think that he can throw for one or two. Very possibly. I just, the more I look at this game, and I don't want to just make it so Chiefs focused, so I'm sorry if it's coming off that way. I mean, I can do the same thing here with the Rams is how efficient is Joe Burrow going to be this week? Like, how, yep. you know, how well is he going to move around in the pocket? I mean, you look at Matthew Stafford, how efficient is he going to be in terms of like not turning the football over? You know, is he going to yeah. go back to that four- to five-week stretch where it's like, why did you make that throw? I think one of these quarterbacks will go off. Even if it's not Mahomes, it'll be like Burrow mm-hmm. in their Week 17 matchup. Or Stafford will be like, oh, yeah, I, I am a good quarterback. There's Cooper Cup wide open. I think one of them will go off big. And then uh, another one will have like a pretty good game, like three touchdowns. Watch it be fucking Jimmy Garoppolo, the one name we haven't said this entire time. <laughs> the one name that like, they're just like, yeah, fuck nine it. Nine touchdowns combined. Not Jimmy. Jimmy is You not could add his bad. name to the list, and they would not up the touchdown total. <laughs> <laughs> no. It's like we've seen this guy go through numerous playoff games where he hasn't thrown a touchdown, and they win. He's <laughs> not a difference maker. It's just like, yeah, you want to add Jimmy G in there? Sure. We'll keep it at nine. Third and eight. I guess we'll run a freaking rollout again. <laughs> I think I even saw – I, I – Wrote down a couple of them. But I do think that there was a prop bet for will Jimmy G throw a touchdown pass. I don't, I don't know, know if he will. I don't know if uh, Kyle Shanahan wants him to. Right? Like, how many passing attempts are you going to have this game? But at the same time, like, can you roll into the Super Bowl <laughs> again with Jimmy Garoppolo and not have him throw a touchdown in the NFC Championship game? Isn't it also just a wild story that if they win, let's say they do, he takes this team to two Super Bowls, and then they're like, nah, <laughs> bye, we drafted a quarterback. It's like the Raptors going to the finals and then, like, firing their coach. And it's like, yeah. Or the playoffs, then they fire the coach, hire a new one, they go win it the next year with yeah. Dwight Leonard. And you're like, what in the world? Or who was it a couple of years ago in the NBA, one coach of the year but still got fired? 
<laughs> Probably whoever was LeBron's coach. <laughs> <laughs> Probably so. I actually, I think it was the Raptors coach. It might have been. Was it? I don't remember. I I think it might have also been the Pacers. That's good podcasting when we don't know what we're talking about. Uh, back to football. Basketball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, another prop bet that you can find is Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, or Jamar Chase to have 125 yards. Together or just no, indiv- individually? One of them has to hit for 125 <laughs> yards. I feel like that's a pretty good bet, too. For, just, like for one be- of them to do it. I think it would be Kelsey. Could be. I don't understand how he's open all the time. Like going well, back and watching that Bills game, it's like, how the fuck is Travis Kelsey open on this third and 16? It, like we talked about, I think it was yesterday, he gets kind of a reputation for being a dumb jock. Very football smart. Yeah. Yeah, he proved it with the way that he ran the 13-second drill that they did. So did I you think hear, he does, uh, Eric Bietamy's quote on that? I did not. He was like, we're very prepared for that because we practice it over and over and over and over again. Yeah. It's like these every single guy knew what to do. It's like Travis Kelsey just maybe picked a lesson that one day, and it was like, this clicked. Here we go. Yeah. I also think that that's kind of coach speak of like, yeah, Travis is good, but we practice that all the time. Do you? You practice him just being like, actually, if they give us that exact same look again, this is what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. I don't think you do practice that, EB. I, let's give some credit to Travis Kelsey on that one. <laughs> he saw it and was like, yeah, we're going to do it. And then Mahomes to see the same thing and be like, do it, do it. And then for Orlando Brown to not screw it up is absolutely Oh, my amazing. God. Once I heard him say I was like, could you imagine? He's like, oh, I'm getting chip help. Let me help Thune out. No, uh-huh. thank God Thune's good. Where Orlando Brown's like, all right, I just get to chill for an extra second. Fuck, no, I don't. Uh-huh. Yeah, get your ass back there. Uh, yeah, but it was great. Uh, let's get a little predictive. Who do you think finishes the weekend with the most passing yards? Matthew Stafford. Oh, yeah. Not going with Mahomie. Mm-mm. Not going Jimmy G. That's, That's what I get for playing with the quarter, my bad. A given. Uh, you owe me that quarter. Uh, I want to take Mahomes, but I I hate sounding biased. But I, I don't think, think it's it comes off as bet. biased. I mean, <laughs> the best quarterback in the league. Yeah. Uh, so I do think that it is probably Mahomes. But I, I wouldn't argue if you took Burrow or Stafford. I, it could definitely happen. It could happen in a losing effort, too, is the thing. This isn't just like, oh, man, I think that it could be Joe Burrow, and that's a prediction of the Bengals winning. Yeah, It could be. I think Joe Burrow's going to do it because he's going to get a lot of garbage time yards. Yeah. And you know what? I'm going to change my answer. It's Joe Burrow. I, I think that they can put up a lot of yards on that secondary. Again, I took the Chiefs to win. I think the Bengals are going to have a lot of yards, and I think they abandon the run. Might use Joe Mixon. It's going to be in the passing game, I think. <laughs> so now going off the passing, who do you think has the most rushing yards? Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> <laughs> really? No, I hope to God not because it makes me <laughs> nervous every time he runs. He uh, just looks so ath- unathletic when he runs, but it's just like pff, it does. That's what's so goddamn smooth about you, man. <laughs> I think some people are You're caught so a little off guard. Like, athletic. Yeah, his awkward running style is actually moving pretty fast, and then they're like, "Oh shit, I got to tackle him." Yeah, <laughs> I caught okay? myself looking. Oh, there he goes. <laughs> yeah. This motherfucker's really gonna get out of the pocket. <laughs> oh, there he goes. <laughs> shit, I can't catch him. That's what he does. I would say though, if I'm betting on who has the most rushing yards, I'm gonna go with. I think Cam Akers. 
That's not bad. Guy that we just talked about. I also kind of want to say Debo Samuel sneaky pick there. <laughs> Very much so. <laughs> like I don't I don't have the odds pulled up in front of me. I I would assume that they are pretty low for him to have the most rushing yards, but you could have a big hit on that one. Plus 430. Okay, so the great <laughs> folks at FanDuel are in agreement with me. They're better odds for Debo Samuel to lead the weekend in rushing yards than Jarek McKinnon <laughs> or Clyde Edwards-Lair. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah so is maybe Elijah Mitchell not playing? Is who not playing? Elijah Mitchell? Yeah, he is, he is the leader uh, with plus okay. 190. Uh, that would be – like that's a, a good safe bet, but you're not getting much return on your – Yeah, I am one. picking that one though. Yeah. I should, I really just want to be like 49ers running backs because, you know, the mixture of who is going to be back That's there. easy money. <laughs> yeah. yeah, whichever one of them plays, they're going to have a lot of yards. And I think Jimmy G, honestly, I don't know if he throws the ball 20 times. Unless the Rams get up. Yeah. I mean, either way, though, I think Kyle Shannon's like, we'll just run this ball. We'll score eventually. <laughs> yeah, we are not getting away. From our game plan, <laughs> yeah. we are going to run the football. That is our best option. I'll stick with my Cam Akers one, though. Uh, most receiving yards, I'm going with Cooper Cup. Damn. So I was actually going to go with OBJ. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I think he has a big game. Well, and even like uh, I think Jamar Chase is probably a popular opinion, I like I've been saying. I think that we're going to see T. Higgins go off. I, I do think the Chiefs – put him there. Yeah, I, I can see the Chiefs – Slowing down Jamar Chase. I don't, you're not going to shut him down. He's probably still going to have like 90 yards and a touchdown. But I wouldn't be surprised if we see a guy like T. Higgins go off. But the thing with Cooper Cup, he's Cooper Cup. Yeah. He had, like 100, he had a quiet 180 yards last week. Well, it's just like the biggest moment of the game. Tampa Bay's like, hey, I guess I'll let this guy go deep right past me. Yeah. And it goes white lightning once again. Yeah. Uh, odds for him, though, are plus 210, so not great money. On that one, um, Jamar Chase, 410. That's a, that's a pretty good return. Who'd you say? OBJ. Odell Beckham Jr. Plus 1,600. Hey. There you go. Money, money, money. <laughs> yeah, so uh, that could definitely be a nice little prop bet for you. I, I use FanDuel to find these prop bets. That's a fun thing to look at. One of my, one of, Some of the best prop bets are combine prop bets. That's a fun time. Really? Yep. Looking at like who's going to run the fastest 40 or what this player's 40 time is going to be. That's that's fun to do. I have not done that. It makes watching the combine more exciting. Because I, I love the combine. I love the NFL draft. It can get pretty boring hearing Rich Eisen whisper into a mic all day long. Unless you have some money on it, and you're like, I need this guy to run a four four. That's how people. <laughs> it's like he's a linebacker, but I got them. money on four <laughs> four. <laughs> but it's okay. Thanks, Devin Michael White. Parsons. Michael Parsons. Michael Parsons. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So uh, that's something that we will do in the future. Another thing we will do in the future is visit Club Six Hundred Nine, and you should as well. Home of the best happy hour in the world. Which uh, shout out? I don't think that thing stopped at eight o'clock last night. Uh, I don't think it did either for some reason. I was just kind of <laughs> looking at the other bartender going like, what are you doing? It's really nice to have two, appreciate it. <laughs> two great bars that we go to, but definitely Club 6 and 9, check them out. Uh, home of the best happy hour in the world, starting at 2, running until 
eight-ish. Until you leave. <laughs> two for one drink specials, $2 draft pours at Club 609. Yep. Next up is going to be downtown Lou. Make sure you visit them right here in the heart of Joplin, Missouri, off First and Main Street. They do more than tires and lube, even though that is what they specialize in. So for the full list of services, visit them at downtownlube.com. Also, if you're not in the area, just do us a favor and go to the website right now, downtownlube.com. Literally what I just said, downtownlube.com. Check it out, please. That would be awesome. Appreciate you guys. Next. It's not a matter if it's a matter when. Need George oil change, tire service. Downtown Lube. Whoops. <laughs> thought you were done. I, I am uh, now. <laughs> yeah, that's on me. My bad. I control that part of the board. Uh, <laughs> last night, though, a little basketball talk, too. Uh, we had the All-Star team released, and it it caught me off guard. I don't know why the whole captain thing and the starters, that they are going to do the draft. It is going to be LeBron James and Kevin Durant once again. Now, a little bit surprised that we didn't see a guy like Giannis take over like I expected LeBron to be one of the captains but Kevin Durant is injured he's hurt so I mm-hmm. kind of thought somebody else would maybe or a Steph Curry who's having a great year would be that other captain but it's still same as last year Kevin Durant and LeBron James I do wonder when they do this draft are we going to talk shit on the Utah Jazz again <laughs> or not maybe, maybe don't do that yeah, maybe just no talking shit you know that maybe that would be a nice change of pace for LeBron right now <laughs> yeah uh, isn't did I see that LeBron's out tonight? Uh, if he is, I didn't know. I don't know either. I did he a lot of things last night. Rest, I don't honestly, remember. Anthony Davis is back. He's probably just like, thank God. Yeah, I'm taking a break. <laughs> yeah. I've the been last doing month it and a half, all feet hurt. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I I wonder with LeBron how he's going to be in the playoffs. Well, he's probably going to rest up these next you know four months, so he'll be primed and ready to go by then. Yeah. I mean, he's still getting it done, obviously. He's 37, 38 years mm-hmm. old, though, and having to carry this team. This is still. his 18th straight selection for the NBA All-Star Game. Yeah. That's insane. Uh, tied You're for second all-time. Hashtag king. Mm-hmm. Hashtag uh, Kobe Kareem's. also had 18, and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar has 19. He's the leader. So I, I think LeBron will probably get to 20, barring yeah. an injury. But, I mean, we did see it even last year, you know, though, he – the end of the year, had the ankle problem and never really came back from it. Recovered. I mean, or he's recovered season. now. Yeah, yeah. But it, it really affected him and, of course, the Lakers in the postseason. Yeah. Bronny needs to do some load management. Uh, that's <laughs> I and I definitely think he will right now. Um, after the All Star break, like I think it's going to be this next stretch of like, okay, I'm relaxing, getting us ready for the playoffs. You guys learn how to play with one another because I'm sick and tired of having to be the lead horse. Once again. Yeah. Another big surprise is that Andrew Wiggins was voted a starter. Not even like, hey, Andrew Wiggins, you made the all-star team. Homie is starting. I think this proves the old theory. All publicity is good publicity. (laughs) I think a lot of people were probably like, wait, Andrew Wiggins still in the league? That dude that was really good at KU? Yeah, I'll vote for him. Man, it's just—it's about damn time, really. Maybe that vaccine gave him some super strength or something, though. And now he is a good basketball player. I haven't watched a lot of Andrew Wiggins play. The fact that he can freely attack the rim, knowing there's three-point shooters all around him, and defense is like, ah, can we suck in? Because like, we got Clay and Steph on either side, and he's just like, not passing it. Don't yeah. lay up. It. I, I'm happy for him. I. 
I don't want to say that he was a draft bust. He's an all-star, but this is his first all-star appearance. I think that I, in my mind, he's kind of that draft bust guy because I used to work with a guy who told me this was the next Kobe Bryant. Man, that's all I heard when he came out. Mm-hmm. It was just like, shit, that's going to be cool. Yeah. And I think his first points in the NBA were a free throw, like Kobe. So everyone's like, oh, shit, we got it again. Yeah, and one of the crazy things, too, about him is that He's not even having like a career year. Like this isn't a breakout year for Andrew Wiggins. He actually he scored more points last year. I he's just, he's on a decline. Actually, he started to peak in 2019-20. He was scoring 21 points a game. Then went to the Warriors, 19 points a game. Next season, 18.6 points a game. This season, 18.1. Like. <laughs> We've seen the best of Andrew Wiggins. <laughs> it, but what was, happy high, for the what guy. was the highest at? 22. About 22 points. Uh, no, and I don't know if this really counts. His third year in the league with the Timberwolves, he scored 23 points a game. <laughs> it was about that point they realized this guy can't lead the team. Yeah, no one else can shoot. So, yeah, <laughs> just jack up as many shots as you want. Uh, but uh, happy for him. D- just a surprise. There are probably it, it some other players. We heard it last night. It was like, what? Mm-hmm. I don't know if you saw his story on how he heard. He said he was taking a pregame nap, and his uh, daughter and girlfriend or wife woke him up and were like, you're a starter, you're a starter. And he thought he was dreaming. He's like, what are you talking about? And like, It took him a second even to be like, starter? What? <laughs> yeah. Good, imagine <laughs> like, nap I get awakened with, you're a starter, you're a starter. Yeah, for the team, I cool. Yeah, I know. The game is tonight. I We've talked about <laughs> Oh, the All-Star game? Shit, yeah. let's go. And then another first-timer, John Morant, who is kind of taking over the league this year, doing very, very good. Uh, happy to see him in there getting that respect. A lot of people like to try to dunk on like Zion Williamson for the, oh, I said Ja was going to be better. I actually think there was just a lot of us that saw this coming. Oh, yeah. Like, I've patted myself on the back before. I'm like, oh, I've been a Ja fan since... Murray State or wherever. Uh, there are a lot of people. There, there's a whole cult of us that are John Morant <laughs> yeah. fans. Well, I mean, all you had to do was just look at Zion. The dude blew out his shoe in college and was like, okay, lose some weight, get a little like slimmer. He goes, nah, I'm going yeah. to Louisiana. Cajun food's pretty good. Watch me put on weight and deal with injuries. Right. And I just, I don't know when he's coming back. I was going to say, still haven't seen him this year. Mm-mm. You know what else I haven't seen? Like him like in the arena. Are, are they hiding him? Is there more of a weight problem? Oh. <laughs> also, spoiler alert, I don't watch a lot of Pelicans games, especially if Zion's not playing. So maybe he's out there. Does. Maybe he's looking thin. I, I don't know. I haven't seen anything of him. Uh, also, DeMar DeRozan making the All-Star game. He's a guy that we've talked about before, kind of having like a resurgence in his career. Uh, thank God, dude. Yeah, I'm very happy for him. I another guy that I just I kind of thought he was done for. I thought he was going to be a role player when he came to yep. Chicago, and was going to play second fiddle to Zach Levine. He's leading this team, and like he is having one of his best years. Like I like the San Antonio Spurs. Where was this when he was in San Antonio? Um. So I think I kind of heard about it the other the other day. I saw something. He did an interview um, with a girl from. Uh, Bleach Report, her name is slipping my mind. It's like Brooks Taylor. Taylor Brooks. Taylor Brooks, thank you. Um, 
And he was explaining that his dad had been sick in L.A. and he would take personal flights from wherever he was, from Toronto yeah. to L.A. to see his dad, you know, throughout the week. Like, And then he said there would be times, you know, I'd fly from L.A. to visit my dad and then fly back to San Antonio, like, day of Damn. the game. Yeah, that's and tough. Play, and then go back. And I was like, dang, dude. So, I mean, just the emotional turmoil of that and the exhaustion of constantly flying, I'm sure, did some damage, you know, or not getting as much sleep, getting to relax, and the stress of everything else, and then playing, you know, at the highest level of basketball would be crazy. Now you're in Chicago, maybe that's kind of slowed down a little bit, and you found a home there, and things are working. You have a good team around you, and you're leading the East right now. Like Chicago is phenomenal, and they're fun to watch. And I'm kind of proud of us for saying we pick in Chicago at the beginning of the year because we wanted to root for them. We said this back in the beginning of November. Look at us now. Yep. Mm, so basketball. smart. Look at us knowing all the basketball. My friends tell me I all know the all the basketball. Nobody does basketball better than me. That's what my friends say. That's what my friends say. Uh, the rest of the starting lineups, and I say starting lineups because, again, I am old. Back in my day, you used to just play for a conference, <laughs> and we knew. But they are going to draft. So Kevin Durant and LeBron James, February 20th, I think, is the date. They're going to draft the players. But the Eastern Conference starters, which will not start for the Eastern Conference, Kevin Durant, Giannis, Embiid, Trey Young, and DeMar DeRozan. Pretty solid little lineup for them from the Western Conference. LeBron, Jokic, Wiggins, Curry, John Morant. You got some little bitty guys over there in that Western say, Conference. That is weird from the West. Um, it's so, no, you got Jokic. The way that they label some of these players, be like, nope, this guy's a forward. But vote him there. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> but he's clearly like not. <laughs> yeah. Or the fact that in the Western Conference, you're like, oh, yeah, John Morant and Steph Curry, those are two guards. That's fine. LeBron is just – I don't even know if we can label him as a position. Like he's probably actually the point guard. I don't have the data in front of me. I bet he brings the ball up the court more than anybody else on that team though. But we're still going to label him as a forward. Yeah. It's like whatever. And then Giannis, I guess his big ass is still a forward. But then you have DeMar DeRozan. Like he's a guard. They really they have just, him listed as a guard or small forward? Yeah, as a guard. Huh. Because Kevin Durant and Giannis both get the forward position. Yeah. Embiid gets center. And now we've kind of labeled DeMar DeRozan as a guard. <laughs> it's I mean, the freaking NBA, dude, is just insane that way to me. Like, you just explained all that, and it's still just like, okay, okay. Like, eh, really? Are they? No. Well, here we yeah. are. They are. That's what they're listed at. And, like, hearing the difference in the, the all-star starters for each conference, which, you know, again, draft, so they're not going to be playing for those exact teams, it's weird to hear some of the names that are on there. Like, yeah. just the, the transition. In it. Like, you don't have Kyrie Irving. You don't have James Harden. You know, you're not getting some of these other guys in there that we're used to seeing the last couple of years. Russell Westbrook, that's another <laughs> one. Just some of these guys are not – I don't want to say falling off, but just they're not up there anymore. We're going – like, we're transforming into a new era of basketball once again. Yeah, some young guys. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Even like Luca, not named a starter, super yeah. young guy. Uh, I, his name will dominate the NBA for a while as well. Like we're, we almost need to start looking for the next LeBron. Like, who's going to take over the league after LeBron James? Kevin Durant is probably going to be too old to be like that face of the NBA. Yeah. Is he going to be a guy like Giannis, maybe? No, I think he I feel could. Like he's getting kind of older, too. Yeah, like John Morant, maybe. I don't know if he can take over the game. I don't know if we 
seen it yet. Like, I don't know if we know who the kid is. I mean, yeah. It could be a kid playing in fucking Mississippi right now. We're just like, uh, huh, there it is. You're Chet Holmgren at yeah. <laughs> I don't. Stick. I'm not going to bet on that one. I still don't know how he's good at basketball. I don't either. He's d- defies life. Have you been paying attention to him this season? A little, not not closely. Yeah, our whole uh, college basketball thing kind of went out we the tried. same day it started. <laughs> we tried. <laughs> Just like last a week. Year, uh, we tried. Maybe now that football is starting to end, no promises. Maybe we'll get into some. I'll be honest. It's not because it's ramping right back. We're going to the Senior Bowl next week. Like We'll be <laughs> right. going there doing the show from yeah. Mobile. And then it's just the draft, off season. And right. I don't even this. know why I mentioned it because, honestly, I love when people come up to me and like they'll ask about like podcasts and like what I do and stuff like that. And they're like, okay, what are you going to talk about when the football season's over? Well, football doesn't end. It, it literally doesn't. It is around the clock. Like we're already looking at off season stuff, and we're still in season. The football off season. I know that the NBA has like the like a little two week stretch where it's like, oh, this is crazy exciting. The NFL off season just keeps going until preseason. Yeah, and, and even when you get to preseason, it's like football's back. Right. Here we go. Like yeah. football's back when camp starts in like June. As soon as the season. the quote unquote off season ends. We start doing previews for the <laughs> <Yeah>. next season. <laughs> yep. The NFL, after, like right after the draft, it's like which teams are ready for next year, right? Who uh, had the best draft? Yeah. You know what free agents are still out there? It's it's constant with football or even you know college football. You throw that in there too, and it just it keeps dominating. Well, I will, you get those post June one like cuts, and you're like, who's gone? Yeah. Where are they signing? Right. And then you get into July, and it's like, oh, let's go ahead and start talking about college football and previewing the NFL. It's never-ending. Uh, that's it for us today, though. This show is ending. We will be back. Uh, a scheduling note, though. Monday, we will be traveling to the Senior Bowl. Uh, we're going to try to do a show, but it might be at a different time. We need to hammer out the details of that one. Uh, but we will let you know. Uh, probably put out a tweet and tell you what our schedule is going to look like. The rest of the week, it should still be the same 10 a.m. right here in the call-in app. You can join us. Uh, Matt Miller of the Draft Scout going to join us next week. A lot of Senior Bowl, a lot of draft coverage. And then also we'll be ha- hopefully happily reacting to uh, mm-hmm. the playoffs because our team is still in it. Uh, but we will be back next week. We thank you guys for joining us. Don't forget about Roper. Uh, go check them out. Mention us here at Mike Up. They'll give you $1,000 off your nicer, newer ride.